definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Thursday in Lubbock, Texas here on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com. A Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program as we begin to forge consistency here. Building the foundation of the EOB here from the First United Bank Studios. It is cold, foggy, a little misty, and um, don't underestimate that chill today. You might take the bigger jacket. I, it takes a lot for me to get the bigger jacket out. Mm-hmm. I didn't today even, but uh, it's a little it's a little extra chill today. Yeah, no, I I noticed it this morning when taking the the dog out. But yesterday I got kind of toasty in the studio, so I went with a lighter jacket. I needed the bigger jacket on the uh, on the trip here, but I think I'll be safe in here. But yeah, you you a big Ooh. fog fan? Ooh. Do you like the fog? I actually prepared and got here a little early because I was afraid you know maybe there was something on the road as well. Given the fact that it was as cold as it was, um, I needed I needed to take a little extra time because I barely made it. But um, <laughs> I, I'm okay with it as long as I, the thing that I think about is um, just all the people traveling because you can't fly in right now to Lubbock. I wouldn't yeah. believe so. Um, so I'm fine with it. But if I happen to have a plane involved like tomorrow, uh, I would be a fog enemy. Yes, then that that's understandable. I don't mind driving it unless. You know, it's really dense and you can't see anything. That's that's pretty scary. Uh, yeah. Especially when you're on a highway and going like, you know, whatever, 80 miles and 75, you shouldn't. But sometimes you're in a situation where if you're going really slow and somebody can't see you, they're going to hit you in the backside, you know? I mean, I'm not saying I'm going 75, 80 miles an hour, but there have been in situations where you're, you're afraid to go too slow because somebody might not uh, get up on you as quick as they... Uh, expect and you know you're in trouble well it is um let's see had a game day last night got game day coming up saturday we had double header saturday last night did not go well it no. was um i don't know if it was shocking but i think the fact that texas tech smacked texas at home last year Kind of gave everybody the sense that, yeah, yeah, that's going to happen again this year. But I was kind of blown away by Texas personnel, just their um, their athleticism, their length, their height, their their size, just oh, their yeah. size. Yeah, they're just, just they were bigger basketball team, bigger with without being stiffs. Yes, bigger, stronger. You mess, the athleticism, I think, is a huge part of it. You've got a big like uh, Madison Booker. I was talking to Chuck as he walked out. She's basically the point now with Rory Harmon out with her ACL injury, and she's not a point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's a, she's a a long athletic uh, a problem if you're uh, yeah. a guard for the Lady Raiders. Yeah, I mean it's like almost felt like a point forward type situation with her. And then I was also, you know, kind of impressed because you know I, at ninety. 8% of the basketball that I watch is Division One men's. That includes the NBA. Um, if, you were, if you were to take 
the the WNBA, the Division One women's college basketball, and um, the NBA, that would make up two percent of my my viewing. Yeah, ninety eight percent's D one men's. Yeah, that's what I do. It's what I it's what I call. If, you know, if I were to and I did for eleven years, I called Division One women's basketball. So I've seen my fair share. The thing that stood out to me a little bit last night with Texas was um, mid-range game. They actually played mid-range. Yeah. You know, they were shooting 15-footers. It's like, man, nobody does that anymore. But they were doing it probably because Tech was trying so hard to defend the perimeter and, and the and the interior. Yeah. There were some spots open around the elbows, Well, and, and they jumped in and hit those. Yeah, and if they didn't, they were getting an offensive getting rebounds. Rebound. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a huge problem. The, the stat that stuck out to me right before I went to the set last night was in the first five minutes of the basketball game, they had six offensive rebounds and nine second-chance points mm. in the first five minutes of the game. And that's been a problem for the Lady Raiders, and I think Krista Gerlich would say this, and I know she has it in uh, several post-games that I've been to. Uh, they've gotten off to slow starts against not as good teams, and they're able to, you know, outwork them and eventually, you know, dominate a smaller uh, basketball team. And you know, you you see the that doesn't have but, the depth, that doesn't yeah, have the exactly. athleticism, and and that's not something that you're going to be able to do whenever you're playing. Let let's be honest, this I mean, it's a top ten team that only had one loss going into this game. Part of the reason they had that loss was they were playing. The now number six team in the country, Baylor, which you'll have to so now deal with soon. You'll have to uh, decide if you want to bring out your jump to conclusions, Matt. Right? What's yep. that from? Oh, it's from Office. Space. Yeah. God, it's nice to have somebody that knows what they're <laughs> talking about pop culture wise. Well, love your choice. Um, do you want to bring out your jump to conclusions, Matt, and um, say these ladies aren't any good or not? I don't know. Well, let's let's see some more games in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I do know that, like on the men's side. The women's side is extremely tough. Um, got a little uh, breaking news here from the Rangers. Uh, Josh Young, Jungle Cat Bobblehead, will be on Monday, May 13th, 7.05 against Cleveland. Get your tickets now. Lurking on the infield of Globe Life Field is the rarest of wildcats. Join the clouder of Jungle Cats. Now, by purchasing your theme night ticket through this offer, Curiosity got the cat. Don't let it get you, too. Josh Young Bobblehead, May 13th, 7.05. Now I'm trying to find the... uh... Did you ever see... uh... I've texted this to Clint. Did you ever see David Ortiz whenever he tried to say Jungle Cat? Was it Jungle? It was was Trungle Car. (laughs) Trungle Car. I have the, the drop. I sent it to him. It was just, it's amazing how that thing, uh, when you went, win a World Series and you're, yeah. you're, you probably should have been Rookie of the Year, you get a Trungle Trungle Uh That is amazing because I, I, I really um, picture Josh as a baseball robot and yeah. maybe a, 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 just a regular robot. It doesn't have to be baseball. <laughs> um, so when he got hurt with the, uh, Catching the ball, I was like, "That's impossible." He's like, um, he's like a baseball Drago almost with uh, with Josh, without mm-hmm. being the yeah, bad guy. The yeah, bad the, guy. The, yeah, yeah, the Russian bad guy. He's yeah. Definitely the good guy. Yeah. Um, what a story! I mean, I, I wonder if it'll 
I wonder if the the first swings that he made, not last year but the year before, will go overlooked a little bit because when his technical rookie campaign comes up, they win a World Series. But I'll, I'll never forget his first at-bat, which goes to deep left field. Yeah. And he hits it out, and Dad goes crazy. What a moment. That mm-hmm. is a heart-thumping moment right there. We'll uh, tell you what you need to know coming up here on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, coming up tonight, our first ever Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin. That is coming up in uh, just a few hours, 6 o'clock on uh, Double T 97.3. We'll be down at Rudy's South Loop and Slide. Got to make sure all that equipment works. That's what I got to do today. <laughs> got to go retrieve and make sure all of it works. Uh, Lady Raiders lose last night big to Texas. Red Raider basketball will <clears throat> travel tomorrow down to the state capitol and uh, take on Texas on Saturday night at uh, the Moody Center. Uh, Oklahoma State was the only game in Big 12 action last night, and they handled Chicago State 72-53. Chicago State's one of the worst Division One programs, um, period. Yeah. And they were so bad, they got kicked out of the Mid-Continent League <laughs> back in the uh, 2000s, uh, close to two teens. Yeah, they got ran out of that league. It was unbelievable how bad they were. Um they did almost make it to an NCAA tournament once, though, in 2007, I believe, 2006. They made it to the uh, the championship of the MidCon. So, uh, yeah, Chicago State, not any good. That's the bottom line here. <laughs> um, Memphis, Tulsa, Pepperdine, Gonzaga. Arizona, Colorado, one to watch tonight. Battle of two few, uh, future Big 12 teams. Colorado's 11-2, and two, and Arizona is 10-3. and three. Arizona is 10-3, and three, and they are the one with the ranking at 10, even though Colorado is a little bit better with their rank uh, re- record, 11-2. and two. Uh, Also, a battle of future Big 12 teams, Utah and Arizona State. Arizona State's not nearly as good. Utah's 11-2. and two. That comes up late. If you want to watch some late-night hoops and get a picture of what the conference might look like in the future, 10 o'clock is when that thing uh, will get started. Uh. Are you are you a fan of these late things? Because that's my no. concern as we move forward. And yeah, I'm no. excited about all of these teams, new teams, and new blood in the conference and everything. But as I get older, and I stay up late. Me too. But Night owl. Yeah, exactly. But Guilty. it's different when you're sitting and watching at home as opposed to you're working it. And you've yeah. got a football game that's kicking off at a... Think about how late a, a Colorado football game with uh, Deion Sanders is going to be on a regular basis, assuming he's there two years from now. But I'm not. I'm not necessarily. I'm looking forward to some of the matchups, playing Utah and stuff like that. Not looking forward to a lot of late night kickoffs because, uh, it, whether it's lazy scheduling or whatever, it's easier to put the the teams that are located in the West together later at night. And last time I checked. Text now one of those. <laughs> Think of the emotions we went through when we thought we were taking OU Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State to the Pac-12. And Never we, wanted to do that, by the way. Well, and even even including I, nothing to do with my my connection to one of the schools. Never wanted to be a Pac-12 <laughs> ever. They almost had me fooled on it because I thought that was going to be 
the best option in a in a world of crumbling conferences because that's when the Big 12 was really on the ropes. You remember the Big 12 had really no pulse at that point because of all the rumors. I mean, they were preparing in the Kansas City Star to write the obituary for Kansas and Kansas State that day. So instead of what we currently have in Oregon State and Washington State having to link arms with the Mountain West to survive, that's where they've gotten to, which is you know, still still a little bit hard to believe. That was going to be Kansas, Kansas State. Although I think Kansas probably, I think Kansas would have probably found its way to the Big East. Yeah, Kansas. On Big Ten. Big Ten. And then that puts Kansas State on an island, and then they would definitely be in the Mountain West. So we went through all that, and then we went through the OU and Texas rumors that quickly turned into solidified. They're going to the SEC. Uh, okay, that's going to destroy the Big 12. Remember, I mean, that's... Oh, no, it was the, panic mode. It was panic. Yeah. It was pure panic. It, w- it even went to studies being done on how detrimental it was going to be for Texas, mm-hmm. specifically, to leave the conference, uh, conference OU, uh, obviously, too. But remember, there were economic studies done. Oh, yeah. There were press conferences about, mm-hmm. hey, um, this is really going to hurt. This is really going to stink. And then so we went through that. And then, hey, you know, Brett Yormark, I guess, would be number one you would look at coming in to uh, alleviate those concerns, go on the attack, bring in Cincinnati and company. Now you got the other four Pac-12 schools coming on. It's been a roller coaster of emotions over the last 20 years for sure. 15, how about 15 years? Because when, yeah. when did the um, when did the movement towards the Pac-12 look like it was going to be a, a thing with the four schools, with uh, Tech, OSU, and Texas and uh, OU. Man, how many years ago was that? We've been talking about this forever. It's so funny. Like you, you go back when you didn't have a radio show and you have buddies in your uh, your text threads from probably about fifteen years ago, and we're all like sitting there mapping out what these power conferences are going to look like years from now. And when was that? Was it? It probably was around the time that I guess A and M left for uh-huh. the SEC. I mean, you're you're thinking, hey. This thing's kind of crumbling a little bit. It had to be not well, long after well, that. At that point, you'd had several legs swept. You'd had Colorado go to the Pac-12. You had Missouri go to the SEC. You had A&M go to the SEC. You had Nebraska go to the Big Ten. Yeah. So you were you were on the ropes. Uh, prosecutors in Kansas yesterday dismissed three felony charges related to accusations that Jackson Mahomes grabbed a woman by the neck and kissed her against her will. Um, he appeared at a hearing yesterday, he being Jackson, and the felony charges were dropped. A fourth charge of misdemeanor battery remains, and Mahomes pleaded not guilty to that charge. Um, on and on and on with uh, legal ease there. Uh, Tyreek Hill and his family are safe after his home caught fire. Did you see the uh, helicopter shot of Tyreek standing out? In the- no. <laughs> in the street and with his uh, walking boot, I did not. Uh... Again, I'm watching. He's... I'm watching ballers, man. There's a lot of truth to that yeah, show. Yes, but uh, evidently they're okay. Um, there are nine Alabama players in the tra- in the transfer portal. 
doubt that will hurt them, but there are nine there. Uh, give us your thoughts, comments, and um, whatever you got at the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Would love to hear from you there. As we take you through all the way till noon o'clock today, we'll hand you off to the bottom line. So horns get the best players because they have the most NIL. Now you got a little emoji there with a the cash bag. So is it true Texas, thanks to Governor Sol Ross, making them a land-grant university and all the money that entails? Are they the richest university? If yes, they will always get the best players. I'm not sure on the history of yeah. all of that yeah, and that'd... being um, <laughs> a land-grant university. I guess they're they're tying that into the Puff Fund. Yeah. Which took me forever just to even know there was a Puff Fund. I didn't know that till like four years ago. Yeah, and before anybody calls you out on the chat line, it's just the Puff because the F is fund. So you're being... Fun? The Puff. Um, oh, come on now. I know. I'm just giving you. Irregardless, uh, I don't care. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they're 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 always going to have the money. I mean, they're always going to get the players, but what are they going to do with it? You know, I mean, I know you're you're always going to have that uphill battle with them, but again, Vince Young was a long time ago, right? How many how many uh, banners have they hung in the uh, Irwin Center before the Moody before they blessed the mood? How many basketball national titles Less do they win? The mood. So it's they've they've got an inherited advantage. It's not going away, but at the same time, they're not doing as much with what they've got. Yeah, I always you know, drive through there, and of course, spend a ton of time there, and about spend some more time there. And I'm wondering how in the world could you put this thing in the ditch? And for so long, it was in the ditch. And they made it back to the, you know, they won a Big 12 championship this year. And, you know, Sark and those guys are to be commended um, getting to the college football playoff. But for so many times, it, you know, you have it's, – it's hard to rip on their baseball program. They've been so yeah, good. Yeah, I was about to say baseball program. They, pretty... there, there were a couple years where they just weren't any good. But overall, they've, they've been really good. Um, yeah, but men's basketball – Ditch, football, ditch. With all the resources in the world, more money than God, how could you put it in the ditch? They found ways. There's a lot on the chat line. We're going to get to that next, I promise. As you guys are lighting it up early this morning, lighting us up through the fog. More coming up here on 100.7, The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7, The Score. It's the EOB here on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com. Keep them coming to the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'd love to hear from you today, really any day. Collier, do you have any new Ron Roberts stories since you were last on these airwaves? No, not 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 that come to the top of my head. I mean, it's an everyday thing with Ron. It's always something. I'll just leave it at that. I, I hear uh, he and I are the only ones in Lubbock County with uh, Android phones. Yes, he does have an Android phone and a really bad fantasy football team. Um, no, Ron's Ron. It's the same guy. He's always going to be the same guy. Little little loopy. Know what, knows what he's talking about weather-wise, whether you want to believe it or not, but uh, can get off the rails pretty quick. 
I'm getting I'm getting destroyed on the uh, chat line. By the That's way. me too. <laughs> I apologize for not listening the one show two weeks ago where you guys did the uh, the running backs. I've I've coming up come up with a I think uh, maybe an amicable amicable idea here that people on the chat line would agree with. Anytime I start talking about another state that nobody on the chat line likes, maybe we get the uh, the guy that uh, did the Raider power chant or go Raiders chant. You you remember that from uh, the OU game several years back in the tunnel? The uh, oh yeah, that guy. Maybe we have Lucas. Raiders! Maybe we just have that guy screaming at the top of his lungs anytime like I start talking about Oklahoma. It's like a <laughs> siren to shut up about Oklahoma. So if you like that as an idea, maybe we can get Lucas to find that. And we'll, oh, we can uh, find that audio. Who was talking? Uh, J.D. Runnels. J.D. Runnels. Was that after a loss? Uh, yeah. yeah what, Had to have been an early start because there was still sunshine. I remember that clip. Was it? I don't know if it was the... Uh, I don't know if it was the cotton picking. We're going picking cotton, cotton bowl game. It might have been before that. Landry Jones lost here with... Uh, Ryan Broyles being an absolute idiot, absolutely getting destroyed, and then he scores a touchdown, and he, like, celebrates it. And I'm like, dude, you're getting rolled right now, and you're yeah. celebrating the touchdown. Get on back. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, not going to make anybody mad here in that, oh, that drop. Man. Hard to predate you, David Collier. That's from Bullfighter. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Boss Hog with a birthday, too, apparently. Uh, don't want to sleep outside, but would love to have that buzz around the football team again. Just something about having a winning team. Everyone seems so much happier everywhere you go around town. That is true. I, you know, there's uh, just like when you go to the bar, there's different kinds of buzzes. You remember the buzz around Beard's return? Yeah, I know Texas certainly does, and that whole bus fiasco and all that jazz. Yeah, no, it was... That was a buzz of blood. Yes, it was a different type of deal. It was... Right? Oh, it was... Like I would imagine the parking lot with your RV and the beer pong leading up to that was probably pretty jovial. Oh, it was it was a great time. It was it was much different than next year because they tried to recreate it over uh, on campus in a different location. It just did not just that that it was amazing. People would come there because people were staying in their tents and they were lined up. And this was before they built up the east side the way it is now, so there was a little more room. But it was a party every single night, Monday all the way up. Uh, and it was when it was Halloween night. That place was absolutely nuts. Those kids made the most of that time, and there's—I don't think you can replicate that the way that that whole week went went down. So just the the—I didn't get a chance to partake day of game, but Norris and those guys certainly did. Tariq did, and they had the beer trucks, and they had free beer for a certain amount of time. I mean, just that entire block plus was just hopping and that was just day of game of course the night before texas trying to get into the arena they park at the regular spot which is the west door that thing is jammed with students and they could barely get in the door so then we're like okay we're going to take the concert way which is the concrete ramp down into the bowels of the arena gonna they could barely drive the bus through there it was just a, a buzz of of 
again, wailing and gnashing of teeth. I have one example that I can give you as far as how how important and looked upon that game was. We do the behind the mic. And I'd say it just depends. But when you first turn on behind the mic, it probably jumps to 50 every time. 50, you can see the counter. You know how many people are watching you. Yeah. So I would say... When we do it the Saturday at Texas and I hit go live, it'll jump immediately to 50. And then it'll fluctuate. Sometimes I'll go up. Sometimes I'll go down. I'll never forget this. I hit go live and it jumped to 899, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for a behind the mic feature uh, yeah. with a tripod looking at me and level, for that to go to 899, it's like, wow, <laughs> people are invested. <laughs> Which we already knew, but it's never done anything like that before. Is what I'm saying. Oh no, it was and it was like uh, pitchforks and torches. I mean, it was it was. I don't want to say scary, but oh, it's, I would, it was a little scary. Yeah, I would not have wanted to been on, be on that bus. It was a different scary. Whenever I remember one of our reporters the the night of the national champ or actually the semifinal when they where won, they burned it, yeah, where they were burning stuff, and she was engulfed by students. Uh, off of university that was a different type of scary but yeah no i i'm glad i wasn't outside we had people there obviously but yeah it was a another one of those things that's not going to happen again and you certainly hope not anyway right not to that extent unbelievable lucas you got any questions for us today two minutes of non-stop in your face inquiries with no end in sight it's time now for burning questions you have to call one person in your contacts, but if they don't answer the phone, you get a million dollars. Who are you calling that you know will not pick up the phone so you can get that million dollars? That's a great question. Yeah. Does anybody leap into your mind first? Person that... Oh, yeah. Chad McKee. Your buddy Chad McKee. Chad McKee's not answering the phone ever. One of your best friends ever, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, a blast from the past here in uh, Lubbock, Texas. Vinny Vanzetta used to work at Fox 34 and KCBD. Uh, good friend works in San Antonio now. He'll call me all the time. I try to answer his, but inevitably, anytime I call him. Now, he'll call me back. Uh, perfect he's not, not going to answer. He's not going to answer. Another person, uh, well. Whenever I called Mike Leach, obviously, I, I get now. Uh, whenever I called him, never answer the phone. Would always call back. Never. I would have been a millionaire. Easy with Mike. Wouldn't have been a problem. Great question. What is a current thing that future generations will say, I can't believe they used to do that? Facebook. Future generations? Yeah, the Facebook's a good one. Look at you. Stealing the... Uh... It all goes that way. That's the way the world works. Twitter will be the same. Uh, to an extent, television, uh, watching television, period. People will be like, why do you have that big thing on your wall? <laughs> I mean, I have, I have two kids. Yeah. And... One of them has started to use the TV a little bit more thanks to Christmas video games. Mm -hmm. But 
those things just sat there yeah. in their rooms. Like, huh. there's no reason for a television. My daughter's uh, little living area in their dorm suite. No TV. Nothing. Absolutely. There's there's a couch in there, little end tables, not a television anywhere. They would consider you for a prison sentence at one point if you didn't have a TV. Like, we need to check this guy out. Yeah. This guy's he doesn't have a television. You can get away without having not saying that. We we got a new one for Christmas for one of the kids just because we're like, if you're going to play that video game. Play it on a screen. Yeah. Let's have a screen, bud. I got, I got to see whenever I'm beating you on Madden, which is happening a lot lately. Oh, I don't even touch the Madden. Really anything with Perry. He's Kill gaming you. it up right now. Making dad look bad. Unless it's FIFA. I can do FIFA. Which, yes, nerd out time there as well. All right, we'll come back and have more. Got some more questions on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm taking you all the way up until noon here on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. That's right. We'll take your questions all the way up until close to the top of the hour. We have 10 more minutes left here on the End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score. Go to the app and please Get us your questions through that app presented by Happy State Bank, Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program. I want to acknowledge this right here on the chat line. I also think Kevin had inside knowledge with regards to Adams. You may be correct, but really all we were talking about, all that we were referencing in the previous segment was his relationship and his situation at KU. This had nothing to do with the Texas Tech time that he spent here. It was just talking about why he would stick around, why he's still there, yeah, and not why he left Tech. Yeah, no, it was more of you stay stay there as long as possible because, like you said, you're getting paid. And I think we kind of discussed this off air. Is almost like this is the peak for a lot of these guys, and they're taking advantage of it now because you know we know the numbers of people that end up being professionals, and if you can give yourself a little bit of a nest egg or whatever you want, a, a, a little bit of fallback money as you begin whatever your new career is after playing high or college athletics. I don't blame any of these guys. For Not at all. Lying in the Not pockets. at all. Man, I do the same thing. I love college. Best 17 years of your life. No. I mean, best five years of my life. I know that. Um, well, three of them. Um, that college baseball deal didn't quite work out. Um this is all going down and again, different, different stories and different um, angles. But the, the thing that I wanted to say about like, say you come at me and say, no, McCullough's going to play in the NBA. Um, my argument would be Jared Culver, Matt Mooney, Zaire Smith, Adonis arms. Um, give me some other ones. Well, the guys that have transferred out. Still I was about to say, I think you've given us enough right there. Namari Burnett, probably no. Vlad, maybe. Vlad might be your best chance um, to get it done. But for me, what I look at with McCullough is Germany. Yeah. He's going to do what a lot of former Texas Tech, like uh, Daryl Dora. Daryl spent a long time playing overseas. Made a lot of money, know? too. Made a lot of money. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a good living. It's just not the ideal living. 
And if you can get that in college and, you know, you're able to begin the rest of your life a little bit sooner, then that's the way to go. I, I don't think Kevin's going to be drafted either. Like, just, I think you listed off plenty of reasons why there. But, yeah, make your money while you can. Love Taj, but if we could get a guy like Judkins, I would say we should do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, you'd fall all over yourself to get that. Well, I saw a tweet. I mean, he's the first guy with 15-plus touchdowns in back-to-back years since Herschel Walker. Holy cow. In the SEC, rather. Let me, yeah. But, um, yes, I think you would say 100% come on down. And that won't happen. No. The text says, a guy like. And so, yeah, I understand. Somebody soon is going to opt out of a, of the playoff. Would not be surprised to see it happen next year. And I do think there will be some transfer portal losses on playoff teams next season. Well, Jeff, if you get to that point, I, I don't know what we're doing here. Well, I mean, you have plenty more opportunities for that to happen, though, with 12 teams. I mean, right? It's a little different when you have four teams in the equation. You, you triple that, then odds are some of those guys, you know, which will stink if you're like, hey, we're going up against Georgia in the first round. I'm a, I'm a top 10 projected pick. I don't want anything to do with that one to hurt my draft status when I'm playing NFL caliber offensive lineman, defense, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I could potentially see it, and that's just going to add to the frustration and the long laundry list of things that aggravate you about the way college football is now compared to, I guess, the good old days where you didn't know all this stuff was happening. On the chat line, this is TJ Shannon. Yikes. Yeah, okay, good point here. Um, If TJ gets what he's going through cleared up, he will be a guy that is in the NBA. He is an NBA talent, no doubt, in my mind. Um, am I saying he's an all-star? No. Am I saying he's maybe an all-star for the penitentiary? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how that will hash out, but thank you for bringing up that name. That's one that I should have brought up as far as former players, but also knowing what TJ's going, going through. through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Benchwarmers, top bucket list vacation and top sports bucket list venue and or event. Go with vacation first. Vacation. Well, I've never been to Hawaii. I've lived in Japan, lived on beaches uh, as a small child. I would love to spend some time on a beach somewhere where we're not holding these cell phones and just uh, avoid any type of sharks or anything like that, but I would like to get in the water. When we went to Miami for the Texas Tech Baseball's first regional, not quite Hawaii, but I went every single morning to the beach just to clear my head. So give me a place like that where I don't have a cell phone, television, yeah, I want it to be warm as well. Is your bucket list having armrests on these chairs? That, yes. I don't know what to do with my arms. I feel like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands or my arms every day so far. I'm reaching here to... You'll get used to it. Yeah. It only takes about a month. Elbows are hurting. That's, are they bruised or something from putting on the couch? Sports bucket list? Sports bucket list? I, I would like. I think I would like to go to the Masters and watch golf. I think... But then again, I'm not a big large group of people person and having to sift through people that, oh. you know, aren't following the flow of traffic type thing. But I, I would like to go there just to maybe maybe even just a practice round or the par three or something like that. But I would like to go to Augusta National. Uh, yeah, Augusta for me. And I think I'm going Fiji. Give me Fiji. 
for the vacation spot. I wouldn't know much about the whole vacation thing, though. Television doesn't uh, lend to doing much in the Last vacation. time I went on a vacation with just my wife was 2013. And I'm talking about anything. Yeah. Our vacations consisted of travel, softball, go check out a Rangers game, which is all fun. Trust me, it's a completely different life, but we're not going to... We're not going to hang out on the beach. Ask the Benchwarmers, does a close loss at Texas still signal good things to come if it happens? All right, let's get rid of that mindset. I'm still yeah. of the mindset of going down there and, and winning. winning. How do you do? How, what do you finish? Dead last? I don't know. I was too busy winning. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, if it's a close loss, it could be good, a good sign. But what is it? Would we see a line that was just three? Yeah. Texas minus three. Man, when my son asked me, I, I said, "I bet it will be six. But three, man, that's a that's a coin flip. Bench warmers, your bowling league has a million dollar prize. You need a partner. You either got to pick a co-host from Raymar or a Uraday listener. Who are you picking? Well, I don't know any anybody's bowling skills in here. I would think just looking at the, I would say choice probably thinks he's the best at bowling. I think you probably would be pretty solid at bowling. I don't think Clint would be because he's so high up and he has to he's get down low. He's better than you low. think. Really? He's better than you think. But I think he, height would be a disadvantage. Choice there. got me last time. We're about 50-50. We're close. A big, again, coin flip. Uh, but, of course, I'm picking bullfighter. You roll balls all day long and all night long and participate in contests and, and can throw up in the 200s. So, yeah, I'm throwing – my money down with bullfighter. Um, no way Justin's leaving Ole Miss for anybody but a natty contender. I was in Hawaii last week. Would highly recommend Oahu North Shore. That's from Tyler. I may be on an island with this, but I'm so sad. It's not working for Culver in the NBA. For some reason, he always looked like Jordan to me, the way he drove the basket and the physicality. It is just really hard to do it. I mean, it's just, again, very few places, very few spots, and they're the, the, the best of the best of the best. And he's close to that. He's yeah. played a lot uh, in the league, but it's it's hard for him to stick. And do it consistently. Yeah. And, and the situations, too. I mean, not blaming situations, but Timberwolves probably were Disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster, all, all of it, <laughs> and it didn't help. Didn't really seem like he he had plenty of people around him that did belong in the Anthony Edwards. I mean, you're you're not taking away from a guy like that. I agree totally on the transfer portal, but disagree on opting out. I feel like NFL teams would tank the guy for not being competitive. Too selfish. Not saying he'd go undrafted, but none would give him the benefit of a doubt over a comparable player. Um, they're taking the best that they can find if they sat or not unfortunately, and that's why you're seeing a lot of these guys sit. This has been the end of the bench. Thanks so much for listening. For David Lucas, I'm Hacks. Bottom line next. This has been the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.